0: Hello, welcome to the Pondering Theologian Podcast. My name is Nathaniel, the host. Uh, Today, I have uh, some thoughts on judgments. Um, I was reading Matthew chapter 7, verses uh, 1 through 14, and uh, these are, in this section of Matthew seven is some of the most quoted, often talked about, often you know brought up in flash arguments and in moments of correction by adults and those in the church. And I had some thoughts on it I thought I would share with you all today. Um, so I will read that for everyone. I'm using the English standard Version if anyone is interested. All right. Verse one. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use it will be measured to you. Why do you see that speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is a log in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. Ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and the one who seeks finds, and to the one who knocks it will be opened. Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy, that leads to destruction, and those who enter it, uh, enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow, and the way is hard, that leads to life, and those who find it are few. <clears throat> um, many years ago, I was a camp counselor coming into a orientation for a week-long middle school camp. Uh, I was in my third year counseling and I had a a reputation of being reliable, fun-loving, willing to counsel at any camp. I was feeling pretty good having been asked to come counsel this camp and was making some fast friends. Part of the camp orientation process was going around the room of 30 some counselors and staff and uh, introducing yourself for everyone. There was always icebreaker questions. Who you were, how many years in this camp organization, favorite cereal, favorite color, and so on. I can tell you that of those I knew in the circle of youth, I had specific feelings about whether I liked and trusted some people. And uh, I was waiting for those simple questions to make some quick judgments about the people I didn't know. When I was in uh, high school, there was a particular way that I navigated social structures and situations. A lot of that, uh, especially when in a new situation around new people, was trying to read the room and find allies. I was a, a loner in this crowd as I was homeschooled. and Many here went to school together or knew each other in some way. So I listened very closely and usually made quick judgments that I biasedly found to be usually correct, you know, confirmation bias is a strong thing. Um, When we got around the room, I had identified the popular people, those who had their cliques, those that would be potential allies and people I wanted to avoid. All the rest I mentally put into a neutral middle category. Those who I would interact with in the culture of camp, uh, those that were neither threatening Uh, or necessarily allies, uh, or those that I had a chance of getting into their crowd. One of those people that I had dismissed as neither a threat or an ally, someone I thought I would never have a chance to be in their crowd, or that was likely to be in mine, turned out the next year to be someone who God told me would be my wife. Uh, luckily, I listened to God and not my initial assessment or judgment, and 12 years on now we have been blessed in our relationship. The lesson I learned then um, was that my judgments are flawed and to some extent harmful to myself. So the, the question I would ask, uh, you know, have you ever judged someone? Uh, Which, this is probably the epitome of a rhetorical question. Of course we have all judged someone. It is, in part, an essential aspect of how we enter any situation. Uh, When we meet another person, we immediately take in a number of details about them. In the start of the conversation, we are looking and analyzing the things said, their demeanor, their tone, attitude, and, and many other factors. We make judgments of what that person is like, what type of person this is. If they, uh, if they tell you that they did this or that, you react internally or outwardly in what you think of their reactions. Um, if they say something to someone or about another, you judge whether or not that person has acted in a way you deem acceptable. When we read the news, or hear it on the radio and some other media, we constantly take in data and make a judgment about whether or not there is something interesting, whether that person is a good or bad person, whether justice occurred or foul play was afoot. We are a computing, data-driven, and judging people. by people, I just mean humans in general. Uh, When reading through Matthew this morning, we see an interesting statement being made. Jesus very clearly, in this section of scripture, is telling us not to judge. As I said earlier, verses in this chapter are some of the most quoted of Jesus' words. Judge not lest you be judged. Why speak of the speck in your brother's eye and not notice the log in your own? Do not throw your pearls before swine. And of course, the golden rule and enter by the narrow gate. What is interesting to me, though, um, in, in thinking about this, is that the middle section of this passage, verses 7-11, through 11, if you're looking at it. They are more directed, I would say, to our prayers. Ask, and it will be given to you. How much more will your Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? Why is there... Something about the way in which you make requests and the goodness or badness of those requests in the middle of verses of judging others and the golden rule. Um, when reflecting on this, I was drawn to verse, verse 6, which states, Do not give dogs what is holy. Do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. It occurs to me that uh, that, as all creatures on Earth, we have to make calculated judgments constantly for survival. That means, uh, or sorry, that Jesus meant a specific kind of judgment. Um, it may be obvious to some that, of course, Jesus meant judgment of the heart or that judging someone's heart and their morality are not ours to judge, um, which I have mentioned in the previous episode, or not the previous episode, a few episodes back, kind of in looking at evil. Um, But that is what I believe Jesus means here. I, I think there is much deeper meaning than we sometimes explore in this section of scripture. Why is judging someone's heart and morality not ours to do? What is the harm in us deciding what or who is good or bad? Uh, Let us look at the exaggerated way Jesus contrasts our ability to look at someone else's sin or poor choices. Uh, It's a speck in their eyes versus a plank in our own. When we attempt to judge others, no matter the situation, We quite literally are attempting to pass judgment on someone who is of the same uh, sinful nature as we are. We cannot simply judge someone's heart and morality. If we ourselves have a heart and a morality that at some point has been questionable in goodness, uh, we are of the same. God is the perfect one without sin, without fault. We uh, attempting to cast judgment is quite literally a paradox, contradictory to our ability and place in the balance of creation. I do not mean that we're not able to make a judgment about someone. Uh, Hitler, for example, we can make a pretty good call on the state of his uh, actions. Um, But is it our place to call into question his eternity? though we might want to say yes, the answer is no. We cannot make that decision about our own salvation, apart from Christ, from that basis alone. We cannot make a call about anyone else's salvation. Uh, A sometimes forgotten parable of Jesus is the parable of the unforgiving servant in Matthew 18. I'll read it for you real quick. Um, starting verse 23. Uh, Ma- uh, Matthew 18, verse 23 is where we're starting. Therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wishes to settle accounts with his servants. When he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and payment be made. He refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. When his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed, and they went and reported to their master all that had uh, had taken place. Then the master summoned him and said, You wicked servant! I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have the same mercy on your fellow servant as I have mercy on you, And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So let's step back to the first reading this morning. Uh, In in verse six, the throwing of pearls before swines or or pigs. The more in-depth problem about Jesus' command not to judge anyone else is that it is counterproductive to our own grace. When we try to judge anyone else, it is counterproductive to our own grace. God offers grace to all people. That is the whole point of the cross. God came to earth in the person of Jesus to reconcile our sins and to offer us unwavering, questionable grace. Our, our whole salvation comes to us through that grace and love. It is God's to give, and God's judgment is God's alone. When we attempt to judge others' hearts, actions, or morality, their humanity, we take that grace, and we're abusing it. Do not give to dogs what is holy, and do not throw your pearls before pigs. That holiness, those pearls, those are the gifts of God, given to us freely out of love. When we attempt to give or take what was never ours to give or take, we live it into our sinful nature and we put our own grace through the mud, we take our own grace for granted, or we act as if our grace is greater than that offered to us. We become like that unforgiving servant and turn what grace was given to us, that mercy we try to lord it over those, we judge and make them lesser than ourselves. The grace given and the love of Christ is given to us freely, but it is not ours to use in judgment. How often have you heard or seen the popular statement or or bumper sticker, I'm not perfect, just forgiven? That is a position. Uh, that is the sort of idea that we use to justify the wrong actions or, or judgments in this case that we make as Christians upon others. So the, the question for us uh, all to consider, or challenge if you will, is what judgments have you cast or are you giving that is not yours to give? In a polarized political world, it is easy to get caught up in the judgment game, dismissing some players and holding some to higher criticism. The pandemic, this past election, issues of gender and race, who is the right side of the argument, and so many other things. Uh, The good news to take away from the gospel this morning is that God loves each creature in creation deeply and offers all of us unmatched grace. The warning to take away is not to pass judgment because it is a pushback on our own grace lest we throw what is holy to the dogs. And I'm not saying that there aren't issues that we should stand up for. There's certainly plenty of issues today in this polarized setting where we have to pick a side. The point is to not take your judgments, not to take your assessments to someone else's salvation, to judge their heart thoroughly. You know, the the, the thing with Hitler, Hitler was was a person who made very evil decisions, but he got there by a certain path his heart in the beginning may very well have been pure. We don't we don't have the ability to make that call on his heart, on his actions, on what he did, yes, we can certainly say something and take a position. I have many times. But on the state of his heart and his salvation, though we may make some deductions, it is not ours. To make, uh, you know, I guess coming back, you know, what judgment have you cast, or are you giving? That is not yours to give. Is my whole my whole thoughts around this section of scripture today. Uh, the challenge in that question is for you to identify, for us to identify, and especially if it was something that affected or is affecting someone amended with the grace that Christ so freely offers us. Change the narrative in our journey with Christ from that unforgiving uh, servant-like situation. I think we'll call it there. As usual, there's always more to say, more perspectives, more ways this could be taken, interpreted, and And I invite you to reach out and let me know what your thoughts are, what you got out of this section of scripture, what you think about uh, what all I have talked about today. Uh, You can email me, ponderingtheologian at gmail.com, all one word, or go over to Instagram, at Pondering Theologian and and interact with me over there. I hope you are doing well and I hope you're having a good day and I look forward to seeing you in the next one.